Hello, welcome to another episode of Made in Lancashire. Um, this episode, we got to chat with Ross Smith from Rainford Timber, based in Bamberbridge. So I'm going to shut up and let's get on with that. Well, I'm sat at Rainford Timber here with a gent called Ross. Morning, Ross. Morning. Wow, that was very abrupt. He, t- he said to me before we started this, um, he tends to be very direct. So, um, yeah, that was direct, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> right, before we get into the whys and wherefores of how you're getting on at the moment, quick one-liner to our listeners just to let them know what it is you do. Yeah, no, no problem. Thank you, Jill. Um, basically, we're a manufacturer based in uh, Bamberbridge in Preston, and we manufacture timber frame houses and apartments to um, predominantly the northwest of England, but we do travel further afield at, Apart- on occasions. Sorry, I have to interrupt that. Apartments? Yes. As in apartment blocks? Yes. You can make them out of timber now? We can, yes. Wow. But then the question arises, I presume, I'm just trying to think of Grenfell with all its cladding and that yeah. timber. It's treated timber, so it doesn't, you, you don't think timber, it's going to burn my house down bonfire night? No, no. Right. And, and obviously the timber frame <laughs> element that we, that we specialise in, that is the inner structural skin. Yeah. So if we was doing an apartment block, for mm. example, or a house, it's the same principle. Yeah. We'll do the wall panels externally and internally. Yeah. We'll do the floor joist and the chipboard to go on the floors. And then we will do the roof trusses that obviously form the roof. So what would happen then is we, we usually do that working for the main contractor yeah. or, or the developer themselves. They will have the brickies that will effectively wrap the timber frame building with brickwork. Or if it's cladding, you mm. would clad the, the, the outer skin <coughs> with um, with cladding. And then your windows and doors would go in and your roof would go on. Your building would be watertight at that point, allowing you follow-on trades to, to to work much quicker than they would on a traditional brick and block style building. Yeah, because I must admit, when, when you first think of timber houses, timber park, whatever... You immediately think of barns and old Tudor houses with the things. And then when you look into it a bit more, you think, you're an idiot, Jim. Fancy thinking that. (laughs) But that is what immediately comes to mind. If you say to somebody, um, a timber house, they immediately think of the old um, Tudor houses with the, you know. So, yeah. So, I can be forgiven for being slightly dumb in that respect. You were part of our Innovation Festival Oh, a couple of weeks ago now. It seems like forever now. Um, and you very kindly came and sat on our manufacturing bit because, of course, you manufacture. I did for my sins, yes. <laughs> <laughs> was it Pete or Alan that got you... Uh... Um, it was a bit of both, to be was honest. It? it was a double-edded sword. They, they attacked me from both sides. Oh, one arm up each, <laughs> each arm up each side of the back. Yes, yeah. I know what you mean. No, it, it was a very, uh, very interesting conversation, uh, thoroughly enthralled by everybody, what they were going through and, and how they were innovating. I'm doing air quotes here, sorry. Um, so, as I said, a traditional thinking person thinks this. So, what have you done that's termed innovation or have you tweaked something? What it, what? Oh, I'm stuttering today, forgive me. What have you done then that's innovative here today? 
Well, there's quite a lot, to be honest. Obviously, the process of, of what we're doing is, whilst it is very interesting and it massively helps towards the government's target of reaching carbon zero uh, as yeah. opposed to your, your block work, it is quite a simple process. Mm-hmm. Complex, uh, because there's a lot of processes within it, but it's quite simple in respect of you make a panel, it's like a large version of flat pack furniture from, from yeah. IKEA in a lot yeah. of respects. So you make your panels, you make your floor joist, you, you piece them together like a big jigsaw to suit the drawings provided, yeah. and that is your complete house or apartment block, and you, and you move away from that. What we're always looking for is ways to better and ways to improve what we're doing. So currently, yeah. in, in, in the workshop, we, we are set up where you've got your, your saws for cutting your timber and your sheet materials, and, and then the lads uh, the, on the assembly team effectively take, take the studs and yeah. the, the head and top rails and the window openings, they, they put it all together as a panel, and then that goes on the, on, onto stacks and gets transport, transported out to site, put my teeth back in. <laughs> See, uh, uh, you're doing it now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that gets transported out to site as packs of panels. And like I say, it is effectively like a yeah. big jigsaw and it'll form walls with window and door openings in. So we've looked at different ways and different methods because in construction industry, obviously there's a lot of risk and there's yeah. a lot of health and safety. Plus the fact of where we are now as well, we've, we've got a ceiling level of how much we can get out the door. And mm. whilst we are a lifestyle business... Um, so we don't want to be a, a, a massive corporate entity, yeah. but it would be nice to know that y- you can push the boundaries that little bit more yeah. than where we currently are. So obviously, innovation, there was what I talked about at the festival, which was how do we remove some of the health and safety risks that yeah. we've got. Um, so it won't work on every job, because for example, if you've got a tight site, you've got to build the roof up at roof level. Yeah. But if you've got a development type site, what we would do is we would t- tend to use the new new infrastructure road road coming into the site, yeah. where we would construct the the, the seal, uh, sorry the the roof at lower level. Um, we'd tend to put that on on, on the floor joist, so we mm-hmm. avoid working from height. Lift it off, drop it on the road. Stand the first floor panels, lift it back up, so we've not got men working yeah. at height. They still obviously have to access via the scaffold but that fall protection of climbing up to the ridge of a, yeah. a, a, of a roof is eliminated so that's something that we're doing from so you're, a, so you're a, building a house from the floor up then or from the roof up or from the roof down i don't know what the expression is but you kind of start at the top of the floor yeah. and what, work up what what we basically do um, and there's different ways of doing this we're not the only people in the timber frame yeah. manufacturing industry that do it but our preferred method what we like is We'll do what you call your sole plate, which is effectively a single piece of timber on the base to get level and square. Yeah. Um, that's, your, that's your starting plate, if yeah. you like. We'll then stand the ground floor walls. We'll then put the first floor joist on and the chipboard. Yeah. And at that point then, you've got, you've got a scaffold that's pretty much at that same height. Yeah. And you've got a solid platform with no fall hazards in. Yeah. So we'll, we'll use the crane, drop the roof in put a plate around which we call a head binder yeah. um, which is like your wall plate for roof level if, if you're talking about a traditional style build we will then spread the roof trusses brace them all so it's a full constructed structure which yeah. is at first floor joist level yeah. we will lift that out drop it on the on the floor crane the first floor panels in 
stand the first floor yeah. panels, then crane the roof back on. So it avoids your, your, your men and on your site fixing team working from ridge level and, yeah, and doing can, that high level work. Yeah, exactly. When you drive past sometimes yeah. and you see these guys sort of putting roof joists on at way up heights and, yeah. and it's like, God, they've got a good head for heights. But yeah, if there was a gust of wind, you often wonder if they'd it, blow away. It, Although exactly. they must be strapped. To... They, they, they are, yeah. Obviously, there's different methods. You've got mm. your fall protection. You've got your harnessing back to scaffold. There's loads of different ways to, to skin a cat, as they say, in terms of making that working from height right. safe. But our mentality is... If you can eliminate it, yeah, do it. Yeah, or exactly. where possible, yeah. let, let's do it. So yeah. we're doing that on jobs where we can. Unfortunately, some jobs we can't do yeah. that. So what we do is we use like a trad deck system, which is effectively a working platform. Right, yeah. So if you imagine a, a typical panel, say 2.4 <coughs> metres in height, yeah. this trad system operates at 2 metres. Mm-hmm. So you've got 400 mil from the top of your panel to your working platform. So, so you're yeah, at roof yeah. level anyway working and you've not got a massive fall, if, if any. Yeah. So th- there are two <laughs> versions there. And then the, o- the only other thing that we are currently looking at that's on our uh, agenda is, from like I was mentioning first, from a business point of view, yeah. we, we feel like we're typically at our ceiling level in, in, in terms of what we can get out the door because yeah. we're restricted with working hours with neighbouring properties, etc. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we, we like our home, we like where we are, so yeah. we don't really want to move. Um, it, wor- it works for you, doesn't it? Exactly. Apart but, from yeah, expanding to be a world dominator. It, yeah, a- exactly. So what we are looking at doing is pr- uh, trying to automate production a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're looking at investing in an automated panel machine where yeah. currently it's quite a manual process. We have all the different benches with the assembly team putting them together. And again, yeah. it's not broken. It doesn't need fixing. It works very well. But if we can invest in a panel machine and get more out of the factory, yeah. you staying at the same premises and, and be able to service more of our customers. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't we do that? So yeah. that, that, that's another option that we're currently looking at. Well, it does, it does. It just allows you then to to, to grow without expanding, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. I know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. And if Ma- maintain yes. the same team, the same overhead, but get more out the door. Be basically. more efficient. Yeah. It's all about efficiency, yeah, isn't of course it? it is, exactly. Yeah. How did you get on during the pandemic? Did you have to close down at all or were you one of the fortunates? To be honest, we was fortunate. We, we had a small period of time where we couldn't work on building sites mm. um, and we had a small period of time of, uh, within the factory. But on the whole, it, it didn't really affect us massively. Brilliant. So we, we put all the policies in place, yeah. obviously. We, we, we've got our in-house HR manager, but we're, we also obviously have our external bodies that we, yeah. we, we'll, we'll up to to keep us right as well. <laughs> so, yeah, even though for some people it, uh, the, the pandemic's not been very good from mm. a trading perspective, yeah. it's been all right for us. It's not been great, but we, we, we've tread water. That's probably the best way of putting it. So as long as it's, you can still yeah, trade. It's not, a bad, it's not a bad place to come out at the end of the pandemic. The, no. the, there was obviously uh, certain industries that did exceptionally well course, during the yeah. pandemic, You know, especially those yeah. who adapted and produce masks and yeah, perspex all those types yeah. of things yes exactly but you know treading water is good because then it, at least you came out yeah 
With a fighting chance. Exactly. Yeah, Survival exactly. of the fittest, isn't it? As long, <laughs> as, long as you're in it, you, you, you're ready to go again mm. on the other side. And that's where we're at. We've literally just tightened, tightened up things, made sure that we're not top-heavy on what we're yeah. doing. And we, 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 we've just managed it and we've controlled it. To the best of our ability, obviously. Well, from, from, what, from what you're saying, though, I, I somehow get the impression that you're sort of... I won't use the trite expression, big family, but because you're not a ginormous, you do um, get to know your, your staff more, don't you? And, yes. And yeah. work with them. And, and they tend to give a little bit extra sometimes, don't they? Because yeah. they feel part of it all. Of course they do course they do and to be honest that that point jill what you make is a very good one because that's one of our usps when we're we are approaching our clients it's a director led business you, you've not yeah. got tiers and tiers of management um we we can we can go to a site we can make a split decision yeah and and the power of that you, <laughs> yes. you, you really you can't put that into a monetary value no you um, can't the amount of times you get involved with a company who then has to go through three separate other sections just to get it signed off yeah. and then if you make an alteration you've then got to wait three weeks to get that done yeah how do you find working uh, you're saying you sort of work with the developers and that so you i take it you mean place people like red row and all the big building house building people do they come to you and they've got the definitive or are they because they're so big chopping and changing sometimes what tends to happen, we don't particularly work with, with, with the red rolls of the world. We like to be a little bit of a one, one rung of one the ladder down, down yeah. because we, we, our typical sites that we're looking at is anywhere between 35 hours and, and, and say, 60, 70 hours is where your red yeah. roll sites of the world, they're, they're 100 plus. Yes. Um, that's ne- never to say never, but obviously yeah. our client base, that, that's what we tend to, tend to target. So in terms of where we're at and how it works is when we are working with developers of that ilk, um, you tend to have standard house types. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, what I don't want to do is start mentioning our client names while we're chatting, but uh, they they tend to have (laughs) standard house types. So from a design point of view, if you imagine a scheme of 70 houses, there might be 10 different house types. So we'll design it 10 times and it copy, paste, copy, paste to suit the relevant plots as you you go along. And these house types are obviously trial tested. They've ironed out exactly what they want over the years in terms of the the scope of the project. We work closely with the architects. We design them up, we send them for approval. Once they signed off, it, it, it's really just a case of uh, I want Can't another do, yeah. a, a, another house type A, I want another house type B, yeah. and, and we just work down the site to suit that. Obviously, our biggest difficulty as incapacity of sub uh, subcontractor, which is, in all honesty, frustrating at times, is the two things we require off the developers or the main contractors, whoever yeah. we, 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 we work, choose to work with at the time, is we need the slab to be ready yeah. and we need the scaffold to be up. They're the two things we need prior to starting on site. Then what happens is it's over to us and we you have a and supply and yeah. install package. So we're self-sufficient. We have all our health and safety equipment for yeah. protection. We provide our own cranes. We provide our own fitters mm-hmm. and we do it. Job done, walk yeah. around with a client, sign off, give them a completion report and a snagging uh, list to comply with our ISO 9001 and then we walk yeah. away and, and move on to the next. That's the process. But 
where it is difficult sometimes to plan at our end is typically we want four weeks for design, four weeks for manufacture. So from mm-hmm. order, we need eight weeks to get to site, which right. is quite a decent, reasonable time scale. For them to be for, able to get it to the state yeah, for you to arrive yeah, yeah, on yeah, site. A, yeah, a, a, exactly. And it's not unreasonable. Yeah. But what we tend to have is... With the start date is dictated by the client. Obviously, we can't dictate mm-hmm. that. So we, we're always in continuous correspondence with them. Where are you up to? What's the state of play? And, and the information we're, we're, we're given um, sometimes is interesting, should we say. And what what's difficult... I, w- I wouldn't say fairy tale, <laughs> but somebody is being hopeful, aren't they? Yeah, that's, that, yeah. That, 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 that's <laughs> the one. But obviously, because we're a manufactured product... Yeah. That's very difficult and it leads us in a position which we are, are at the moment, to, to be quite honest, where we've had sites that have probably gone back four and five weeks. Oh. Uh, through nobody's fault, it's circumstantial, yeah. Yeah. but because the communication maybe could be that bit better mm-hmm. from, from, from the client's end, what, what, it, what it does is it puts us in a position where we've got a lot of kit manufactured and no they take up a lot, of, a, a lot yeah. of room. So... That's probably our biggest challenge as a business. Yeah. If we was a groundworks company, say, or or or, or any other type of trade that yeah. is not a manufacturer, yeah. it's not too bad because it's just lead time with your with your workforce getting to site. Yeah. But we've obviously got to make the kit to be ready in time to go to site, and then yeah. when we're working on a site start date that then goes back two and three and four weeks. Then it, it causes a it problem. Has a knock on our on, end. It has a knock on for a, the, what's, a, what your pipeline basically isn't a, it? A, yeah. ex- exactly. But we don't want to be one of these big companies mm. where it's you've missed your slot onto it. We try to work with it. Is that yeah. it, even though it's not a family business as such, it, it is like a family yeah. business. So we try to work with and accommodate, but it's very difficult sometimes to organise things. So you feel like you're juggling all these balls and dropping a few along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Is there one... No, I want to ask you for a company name, but is there one company that consistently does this because... And you sometimes think to yourself, why? Or is it just circumstances usually, like weather or not finding the staff to be able to do it? Because I, I, cause I do believe there is a problem yeah. in the construction industry, staffing-wise. Yeah, to, to be honest, it is very much circumstantial. Yeah. But the only thing I would ask as a subcontractor mm-hmm. is I would just ask the the clients cannot change yeah. circumstances of if the weather's bad and the yeah. brickwork uh, brickwork can't be done. Yeah, that's nature. Nobody can you, you nobody know. can control that. Exactly. But all I would ask is just please think about us and communicate to us because yeah. so, some of these jobs that have gone back four and five weeks. Mm-hmm. Rather than us finding out a couple of weeks prior because we've done like a pre-start yeah. visit to site to double check the information we're being given, yeah, um, I'm I'm sure we probably knew a little bit before that. Yeah. So just give us as much notice as possible that will allow us to really manage things to, that a little yeah. bit better at our end in terms of well, it's a, it's who's a, next in the queue to be. Uh, well, it also be, affects hey. cash flow, doesn't it? Because if you've got if you've got potentially some equipment sat there. For one job, yeah, which you know could potentially go to another job, and it's like having to always manage that cash flow thing as well. That I think people sometimes higher up the chain forget about. They worry about their own and don't think about the person further yeah. down the chain, do they? Yeah. 
Perhaps that's the next thing. Yes, but I know what you mean about communication. I have always said throughout my whole business life, because I have run a few businesses, communication is key. It certainly is. And that 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 is internally with our own team as well. Talk yeah. to each other. Yeah. Communicate. Yeah. If you don't talk, something will go wrong. Yes. And and that's all it and and I've always been a big advocate of even if it's not what that person wants to hear, tell them. Yes. Be honest, be open, yeah. tell them, because at least if they've got the right information, they can, they can act accordingly. They can act accordingly, it, make a decision it, and do things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's when the information provided <clears throat> is not good information or inaccurate information, then you're making decisions based on... Yeah. You need to have the whole complete picture at all times yeah. so that you can manage staffing, cash flow products everything isn't yeah. it yeah i know what you mean yeah yes i used to work for a boss once that always said he's not interested in whose fault it is he just needs to know what the solution is going to yeah. be and it's i think that's still relevant this day too many businesses will sit and ponder on yeah but it was that company's fault because it's, it doesn't matter whose fault it was we need a solution because we've got money tied up in this so yeah exactly and, and that's a big thing for us with our iso 9001 yeah it's nothing to do with you de- department design, for example, or department yeah. manufacture. It was your fault. We're not bothered about yeah. where the errors come from. It's about understanding this has happened yeah. because of X, Y, and Z, and the corrective action is this yeah. to prevent it from happening again. Exactly, yeah. And, and that's all, all it's about for us. It's about making sure that... You learn from your mistakes. You're going to make tons of them along you the way. You will, you will, yeah. Yeah, just like if we invest in the new panel machine. <laughs> It'll be a learning curve. <laughs> it will be for the first few weeks and there'll probably be a few issues with it. But long term, yeah. it'll be absolutely brilliant for us. Well, it's like before we started this, you're telling me you've had new IT sorted out from yesterday and everybody's blaming you because nothing's working today. <laughs> it's like, don't blame you, just get on and fix the, the yeah. problem. Exactly. Yeah. So if anybody listening wanted to go find you on LinkedIn or your website, how can they do that? Website, obviously, rainfordtimber.co.uk. Yeah. We, we are also on Instagram. We yeah. are also on Facebook. And we're also on LinkedIn, uh, which, uh, again, Rainford Timber Co. You will, yeah. you will easily find us. Please give us a follow. Exactly. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Yes. So you, 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 are, you, you are, because I'm connected to you and I've seen it. So, yes. Yeah. So you'll probably so see if anybody's connect, stuff. If anybody's connected to me, they can see that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Does see that I'm always liking or putting things up. I always do. Right. It's the point in the interview where I ask one of those questions that people are now beginning to hate because they know about them. Is that one of them oh no questions? <laughs> Perhaps, uh, this, is, this is so that our listeners can find out more about Ross the human, not Ross the boss. Yeah. Well, I like that, Ross the boss. Um, what is the one thing, everybody knows what's coming now when I say one thing, what's the one thing that nobody really knows about you that you're prepared to admit to? Something embarrassing or something secret or something delightful or go on <laughs> He's got a blank look on his face no, that's, now. A, that's a question that's a question what's the one thing you will admit to we've had people admitted to you know singing in choirs and all sorts of, I, I'm, I really must stop doing that to my poor boss Andy I always mentioned the choir bit because 
he's sung in every cathedral yeah. in England, so... Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I, to oh. keep to, I like to keep my business life and my personal life quite separate. Um, obviously, because it is a small business, you, you, you do have it, conversations do have about, about yeah. um, what, what the overlap is. I like a game of golf from time to time. I like watching the football from time to time. Go on, who do you support? Manchester United. <gasps> he swore. He swore. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's bound to hate him. Yeah, I'm very much a, a, a family man. Yeah. In, in, I've got four children at home. Um, Blimey neck. Have you got any time to work if you've got four kids? I try to. <laughs> <laughs> or at least make it look like I am. <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, we won't go to a round robin but, but the yeah, in, in, in terms of singing in the shower or anything like that no I don't, no, I don't you've, particularly you've got, do. you've got no dreams to I, be on X Factor I, 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 no no I like to embarrass my kids but that, that, that's that, about that, it that's that, standard isn't it that's, that's a parent's <laughs> that's a parent's aim in life you know I mean mine are grown up and I'm actually a grandma <laughs> no I shouldn't do that it's just the age thing um, yeah. but yeah I keep saying to my uh, my kids throughout the week it's like they're like even now it's like mother I'm like yeah but it's a parent's aim in life to embarrass their kids as much as possible <laughs> get over it you can do it to your own kids one day yeah yeah that thing where the kids walk 10 feet behind you because they don't want to be seen with you yours yeah. are probably too well, young well, for that well yet. no my my eldest is 15 next oh, week so right. he, he's at that age of my, my dad's not cool anymore yeah go so, away dad yeah, don't yeah. come near me don't yeah. sing that don't hum that music yeah. don't don't drop me off here drop me off around the corner yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody needs yeah. to see or listen to what music you're doing yeah that's exactly it oh. <laughs> don't you just love kids eh <laughs> yeah they're great yeah they're your, a whole one but they, yeah they, 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 they're your best friend then they go away then they come back to you eventually probably when they're mid-20s and they've grown yeah, up yeah and then they become your best I will admit they do become your best friends again yeah once they get past that embarrassing pain in the butt <laughs> it's been lovely to chat to you Ross you too Jill thank you I will let you go and get back to work and um, catch up with you another time then cheers take care hope you enjoyed that chat I had with uh, Ross there a couple of things I just thought I'd mention don't get round to doing this much but innovatelancashire.co.uk is our website and on that website is all sorts of very very useful information uh, support and opportunities to quickly run through it then we have a directory of Lancashire innovators Head to our homepage, you'll find it there. If you feel you are a business that gets involved in innovation, please do go add yourself. Um, top right, register. Um, you put in your details, it gets approved. And then you can add your details in there and put yourself down as a category. If you head over there and you can see that your business is already in our directory, because it might be that we have discovered that you've innovated, please do go Click on your name and then the listing that comes up, there's a button off to the right that usually says claim this listing. Click on that, claim your listing. It gives you the opportunity to make sure you've got pictures in, useful information, email addresses, phone numbers, um, YouTube, uh, social media channels. Um, it's an opportunity for you to be found by anyone that's looking for businesses that can support them while they are innovating. So that's the directory. 
We do have a support section and on that support section is a whole myriad of information. We've got links through to Innovate UK who can help you. We put up research and reports up there. We've got the Department for International Trade and how they can support you. We've got finance and other funding. Um, we've got a link to two zero the scale up. We've got Boost Business Lancashire Networks. And potentially most important, we have an opportunities tab where we put up the latest bit of um, funding that you can apply for that will support you with um, whatever it is that you are looking for support with in, with your innovation. We do have a news tab and on the news tab is usually just um, local articles. Um, we get people who've innovated, businesses that have innovated within Lancashire. Um, if you are out there and you want to upload some news, please do get in touch and tell us about it. We're more than happy to tell the world how brilliant you are and what it is you're doing. Events tab. Um, and yeah, and if in doubt, head to the contact page where you can see the many different ways that you can find us on socials, where you can talk to us, um, you can have conversations with us, um, you can get on the podcast. I mean, um, it's amazing how many people keep telling me they want to be on the podcast and then when chased, they disappear. So no, please, it's not difficult. It's your opportunity to um, tell people what it is that you're doing so that people are aware of your business. Um, if you've got a cry for help, you need somebody to come and do X, Y or Z for you, come on the podcast. Um, perhaps we should have a, a whole episode just dedicated to people. Um, for those of a certain age, um, I'll say swap shop. For those who are far, far too young to remember that Noel Edmonds Saturday morning show, you just come on and you'll say, I am looking for X, Y and Z to help me do this um so yeah perhaps we should have an episode on that if anybody's got any ideas of what they'd like to hear on the podcast again please do let us know if you are listening to this on spotify um you have the option to leave a voice question and it will be answered in the next podcast anyhow you've heard enough of my voice for this episode so i'm going to go now and just say um, be careful tomorrow it's bonfire night watch those fireworks i know i'm a killjoy toodles <laughs>